Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. It's Friday, 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 and I am Dan Day, so you know the party is on. Nobody has a better time on the weekends than us here in South Florida in the Miami area. And even though it's cold, still going to be really good times in South Florida. We're going to get to the good times in just a few minutes with the Joe Rose Show talking to the Dolphins' Jerome Baker, also the Dan Levitard Show. Fight, 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 fight! Plus, Hawk and Crowd are going to say, set your ass down! Not to mention, I've got those Huckman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers if you miss them. And if you've been missing the headlines today, I got that for you right now. Miles Garrett has been suspended indefinitely for hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with his own helmet last night in Cleveland's 21-7 win over the Steelers. The Dolphins, they host Buffalo Sunday at 1. Carmelo Anthony will join former Heat center Hassan White in Portland. Miami currently has the best home record in the NBA and will put it to the test tomorrow at 8 against my New Orleans Pelicans. I'm just hoping for a good game. The Panthers fell to the Jets last night 4-3. Tomorrow, Florida takes on the Rangers 7 p.m. at the BB&T, and you can hear it right here on 560 The Joe. No college football games on the slate tonight. The Canes have a bye week, then return to action next Saturday against FIU at Marlins Park. The 2-1 Hurricanes basketball team play tomorrow against Quinnipiac at 2 from the Watsko Center. The U.S. men's national team look to avenge their recent loss to Canada tonight when the two play at 7 o'clock. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) Residents of a small Canadian island off the coast of Maine are furious that Americans have been opening their mail before delivering it to the island. That's what Americans like to do, commit federal offenses by opening other people's mail. That, or they're just looking for some free Canadian health care. A kangaroo recently escaped a petting zoo in Guntown, Mississippi. Ooh, a loose kangaroo in Guntown, Mississippi. That marsupial is a goner. Hallmark is looking to pay someone $1,000 to binge watch 24 of their holiday films, then document the experience on social media. This is a dream come true for Christmas lovers, but a nightmare for Ebenezer Scrooge. And finally, a pack of wild boars in Italy recently sniffed out, then snorted down over 17,000 euros worth of cocaine that was buried in the woods. I've been telling you, boars know how to party! 
Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for scattered showers with temperatures in the mid-70s. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high-hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for more info. Of course, there's one topic that has been dominating the sports world today. We're not getting into that just yet. If you're from South Florida, the most important thing, especially in the football world, the Dolphins. They're on a win streak, and they have got a game against rivals Buffalo this coming Sunday, 1 o'clock. You can hear it here on 560 The Joe, the pregame, the postgame, the whole game. Earlier today, the Joe Rose Show, they met up with Dolphins' Jerome Baker talking about clean hits, comparing QBs, the cause of the Dolphins' winning ways, no listening to those bad losses calls that the fans are talking about, and a look ahead to the said Bills. Linebacker Jerome Baker from the Miami Dolphins. Jerome, good morning, man. Thanks for coming on the show early. Uh, no problem. Good morning. Good morning, Jerome. And hey, man. All right, I got to ask you. Did Did you see or have you heard about what happened at the end of the Browns and Steelers game? Have you Have you heard your phone blow up last night? Do you see it? Uh, no, I didn't see it. Well, it, uh, it we had a little helmet throwing from uh, from defensive end Miles Garrett to quarterback who you played against Mason Rudolph and so it uh, it got pretty ugly at the end of the game but I don't want to talk about that I want to talk about the the legal hit that you put on Brian Hoyer coming up the middle and it was clean I thought it set the tone for happy feet because he wasn't very good the rest of the game talk about that blitz and that hit on him and uh have you ever had one of those I, I never had a hit like that so it was definitely a blitz I just blitz right up the middle and I really came got free nobody touched me and yeah it was just a hit straight up the middle and yeah it definitely set the tone when you get one of those for all the times you're getting blocked and held and those gotta feel really good man when you get one and it's clean and the ball's on the ground that i i can't even imagine for and, and all these blitzes you're running that's got to be a lot of fun jerome to to be involved with that oh uh, yeah and it, it just shows that you know all the exotic looks we do they're definitely confusing the offense. So just to get one, we come scot free. It's definitely, it's definitely so good. Jerome, you got to help me out because it's been fun. I love when the, when I call you guys the seven dancing men up on the line of scrimmage, uh, all over the place. It, it's incredible that these offenses and these quarterbacks they know it's coming, and yet there's still confusion. Explain it, and how much fun is it to play in it and be a big part of it? It's so fun, uh, you know, playing this defense. Um, so because you never know. Exactly who's coming, who's in man, who's dropping um, in coverage. You really don't know. So offenses, you can definitely tell on the field that they're they're a little confused, and you really just take advantage of that. Um, so you know, these past few games, we've definitely been having fun. Um, a lot of guys been getting the number called of blitzing. Nick had one a few games ago. Uh, so we, we definitely just been having fun and definitely taking advantage of you know, the confusion that's happening with the offense. Jerome, two games in a row you guys have won. The team is playing better. I'm guessing right now the locker room is a good place uh, and everyone's in good spirits at this point right now, correct? Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you just to take it a step further. We got a lot of guys playing well. You heard early. You know what was going on here. The way this thing started after the first four games, how do you explain what has happened the last five games where this team has played so much better? Jerome, help me out. Uh, we kind of just gelled together. You know, the first uh, four games or so, pretty much the game, all the games before the you know the bye week, that was hard for us because we was a, a new team. Um, you know, it was a lot of new faces and uh, a lot of things, you know, people just – Coming in brand new, still learning defense, and I think 
after the bye week kind of gave us a breath of fresh air. We had a better understanding, and now we really just want to gel together and play well together. So, yeah, we definitely just having fun now and chilling together as a defense right now. You know what's incredible to me? There are guys that were, were away from other teams that when it started and I saw them in preseason or early in the year, I was like, oh, man, we got guys that can't play. And then they turn into the Nick Needhams of the world who looked like he was a Pro Bowl corner. Uh, you got to see the tape, but there's a lot of those guys. Wilts, you go through the list of guys that are playing at a really high level in this defense right now. W- without the mental mistakes, it's incredible how quickly it's turned around and how much better everybody's gotten. W- who do you give credit to for all that? Uh, you definitely have to start at the top. Uh, you know, that, that's definitely Coach Flo. You know, he set the tone, you know, since the first day he got here. No matter who it was, you're going to do it the right way. You're going to, you know, definitely play with the proper technique. And, you know, he definitely been holding that standard you know, since he's been here. He, he coaches you up every play. Yeah. No matter if it's good or bad, it's a decent play. Um, you know, he definitely set the standard. And, you know, this team is definitely starting to uh, really take that, you know, that standard and really play yeah. with that too. I wanted to tell you what we deal with every day. Zach and I sit in here every day. We got a lot of fans going, damn, now they're winning games. Like, we're our, our, our first-round pick's not as high. It's going down, and we want to get this guy or that guy or that quarterback or, or whatever. Do you guys hear any of that noise about everything when your job and the coach's job, of course, is to win as many games as you can? Do you hear it? Um, yeah, you definitely hear it, but you, you don't really pay attention to it. If you think about it, uh, if our team is playing well now and we're getting better as a team, the guys that come in the future, they're just going to help us. So all we can control is what's happening now, and that's the win as many games as you can. Jerome, how much is that? Does that bother guys in the locker room? The whole, like, the team tanks and lose games? How much does that bother the guys in the locker room? We've heard Kilgore talk about it before. We've heard you talk about it before. But is there a consensus in the locker room that's kind of like us against the world because there are fans and media that want you to lose games? Oh, uh, yeah. It's definitely like that. Um, but we, we take it as uh, we're competitors. You know, we want to go out there and win. And when somebody is questioning our competitiveness, you know, you take that to heart. So we definitely go out there and we play with a little chip on our shoulder. And we definitely just want to get the job done. Jerome, I'll tell you another nice story is how good the linebacking core has been. You kind of were, were signaled out, uh, named as the, the guy who was going to build it around. But it's really great to see Raekwon having really a big season, especially against the run. And then this guy, the cran- we call him the Cranberry Man, Vince Beagle. Uh, and Aguavin, yeah. I just think as the group, man, it, it's played really, really good football, especially, again, for this structure of defense. Would you agree with that? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, throughout the, you know, the whole season, we just became better as a unit. Uh, and we all have different unique skill sets. So it's definitely fun just to put us all on the field and uh, see what we all can do. You know, once again, we kind of just gelling together and starting to play well together. So, yeah. So all those guys definitely having a good year. And it's just the credit to us playing together as a team. Jerome, is Ohio State the best team in the nation? You have to give it to that defensive tackle playing in front of you. Uh, it is definitely the, uh, the, the best team in the nation, the Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about that young stud there, Chase Young, by the way? Oh, and, and what's kind of going on? And outside of the, uh, what a good player he is, the kind of BS that's going on with the NCAA with him and paying back a loan, and now he's got to sit out a game. Luckily, it's this game coming up and not one in two or three weeks for this yeah, team. Yeah, not but, the two big ones. But there's, there's a lot of BS around him right now. Uh, you kind of feel for the kid a little bit. Things like that, you hate to hear, but uh, you hate to hear because of, you know, outside of football, he's a great kid. He's a great person, so not everything is getting cleared up, and uh, he gets to continue playing. You know, 
Saturday game. So he, he's going to be fine. He's going to be ready to go uh, when he comes back. I'm definitely excited to see him play. Jerome, how much you played the Bills, and, and I thought we had a, a legit chance to beat them. Had that 10-minute drive to start the second half. We score there. We go up two drives, and, and that guy's got to throw the ball a lot against you guys and all the looks you were giving him. I thought he looked really confused in the first half, talking about uh, Allen at quarterback there. He just did not, couldn't pick up everything you guys were doing. Uh, how much can you build on that for this week, playing him again, playing the Bills the second time, this time at home? You can definitely build on that. Um, you know, a lot of mistakes we made the second half, those mistakes that, you know, we made ourselves. So, good quarterback, and he took advantage of that in you know, the second half. We, we just have to limit those mistakes. You know, the simple things, just making tackles, lining up right. So, there's definitely things we can fix, and definitely want to build off of that. Uh, we appreciate your time, Jerome. Uh, Buffalo this weekend, and uh, hopefully we get a three-game. Well, I'm sure that you guys and everybody else, there will be some critics out there that don't want it, but three-game win streak does sound nice for this team right now uh, going through the season as the team gets better. Best of luck on Sunday against the Bills. Thanks, Jerome. Thank you, Adam. I agree with Zach Krantz. I might be in the minority, but I am hoping to see the Dolphins get that three-game win streak going against the Bills this coming Sunday. Remember the pregame, the postgame, the whole game right here on 560 The Joe. Okay, it's time to get into the fight, 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 fight. We'll hear about it from the Dan Lebetard Show next here on the Best of the Joe Show. It's the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. The weekend is here. If you didn't already know, I love the weekend. If you didn't know who I was, well, you know me now. I'm Dan Day, and if you don't follow me on Twitter, now you know my handle is at Dan Day Radio. After all that, we know each other. If you didn't know there was a fight last night on Thursday Night Football, yeah, you knew. Come on. You know all about it. But let's get some analysis from the guy you know all too well. He has been an icon here in the sports world of Miami for years. Dan Lebitard, you can hear him on 560 The Joe weekdays from 10 to 1. They took a look at Neil Brennan's description of the fight. Also, on seeing Mason Rudolph's face on the field for the second time this year. We've got one story. And it is rare around here that we have one story that I believe could carry us through a whole show. <laughs> I'm sorry to have a bleep-eating grin on my face because I know I'm supposed to be clutching rosary beads and calling for banishment, perhaps a lifetime sentence in prison for Miles Garrett. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second because the language around this has been praised. Like, there is no perspective at all about how people are talking about this. <laughs> I like how Neil Brennan describes this, the great comedian, co-creator of The Chappelle Show. I'll get to not defending Miles Garrett it in any way whatsoever in a second but what happened last night has been described funnier by neil brennan than i could possibly describe i've been doing a joke in my act about people being surprised when football players are violent off the field and it's like that's all they know is violence 
their job in and of itself is attempted murder. Like, that is their job. Like, a football roster is two guys that can catch, two guys that can throw, kicker, punter, 40 murderers. Uh, whenever I read a headline like Ray Rice punches girlfriend on elevator, all I see is, like, football player does football at the wrong time. That's their whole, it's just like, go to practice, their whole life, from the time of little kids, go to practice, do football, go to the game, do football, be with your girlfriend, do football. Oh, Christ, I wasn't supposed to do football that time. Um, I was supposed to do elevator, and I did football. We will spend a good deal of time laughing about this today, but allow me on the front end of this just to preface all of this with it's obviously wrong what Miles Garrett did last night. It's obviously something that should come with a stiff punishment. Nothing I say the rest of this show will be a defense of that behavior. I cannot make that clear enough. There is no dilution for it. You don't know what you're watching on Thursday nights if you think that's appreciably more dangerous than what those guys do for a career. What they do on every single play and the reason the reason that this has escalated to the point that it is, is because you saw the pretty face of the quarterback you hadn't seen before. And oh my God, he looks like the varsity letterman from a Pleasantville movie. You can't hit that on the top of the head with a helmet. Well, there was that one time we saw his face before where we all felt bad about laughing about it. But I mean, the photo is engraved in all our minds. My point is the people who are new to this, who weren't watching Thursday Night Football and don't even care about football or sports, and all of a sudden now it's leaked into the morning shows because there's a brawl in Brown Steelers that uh, that has language on it that is so <laughs> loud and disgusted and perspectiveless. Like I feel like people urinated on Peter King and Schefter last night, and they just they lashed out at everybody because of what a disgrace they believe this to be to football. And Pablo Torre just said, "Look, Miles Garrett doesn't know the uh, difference between consensual concussions and non-consensual concussions because what these." guys do for a living on every damn play is that kind of dangerous coming across the middle is that dangerous all of it <laughs> what they've chosen to do is a livelihood but the amount of indignation around this and the media indignation forgets that this also happened with richie incognito once where he lost his helmet and somebody did that to him uh, but in that case of course you're more worried about the helmet than you are incognito's head like so there's no reason to have concern it's not the pretty boy varsity letterman face of mason rudolph in rage and so we will spend today's show discussing the perspectiveless hyperventilation that happens whenever something like this happens because the language is so strong, Stugat. Everybody is so indignant in a way they're not when the ambulance comes on the field and there's a prayer circle because everyone's worried that the player's not going to be able to move for the rest of his life. You have people saying they've never seen anything like this on a football field, yet I feel like we see stuff like this. Not the helmet coming off, swinging it at a player's head, but you see violence every single weekend on the football we, field and now you have mason rudolph's agent threatening to sue oh please do that please do that legal action please keep this in the news stream forever please throw lawyers at it because it's what we all want with our sports
see if you can get some sort of damages settlement because he didn't do very much damage to your head. I don't want to sit here and say that this is some common thing. It's not. We reacted the same way when Albert Hainsworth, Albert Hainsworth, uh, biked the guy, tried to like step on his uh, face and he got uh, five games. Uh, and I understand why people would object to it, but we are so numb, Stugatz, to what that sport is, the violence of that sport, that people are looking at the end of that game yesterday and they're comparing it to the malice at the palace. I'm going to say it again as flatly and clearly as I possibly can. It deserves a suspension. It's an embarrassment for the league. The league cares about how these things look. The league does not want you to look in its dirty places where it's a really violent sport, barbaric sport, where bad things happen. So I'm prefacing everything I am saying with none of this as a defense, but it's just too easy to name call on Miles Garrett today. That's a dumb football team that often behaves dumb this season, whether Baker Mayfield taking three-step drops in his own end zone and not getting rid of the ball and taking a safety because he wants to hold on on to it a little bit longer or whether it's miles you're Garrett, right equally stupid uh, miles well one of them cost them points <laughs> the, what baker mayfield did cost them two points <laughs> more costly this, co- this cost them a pass rush for the rest of the season forever this was supposed to be a great day this was supposed to be the season is alive and look out for the brownies they can run the table and there's still a joke one thing we can all agree on is that we all wish we had a friend like marquis pouncy no doubt right? yes and i would say this after you take the guy's helmet off and swing the helmet because Pouncey's going to get suspended as well. Anything goes once that happens. That's I'm true. sorry. That's, no, you're Anything right. Anything goes. You're right. Uh, put it put it on the poll, Guillermo, please. Do we all wish we had a friend like uh, Marquise Pouncey? Or for that matter, the Pounceys. They were ride or die on Aaron Hernandez, man. That ain't easy to do. After having a result in hand. And uh, and Stu Gatz, I want to ask that poll question as well. Once you've reached the kicking someone in the head portion of the fight, <laughs> does anything go? Like if someone had pulled out a shiv or a billiards cue there, I would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A sword, a samurai sword. If someone had lobbed a grenade in there, I would have been, yeah, I understand. I mean, what's Pouncey supposed to do there? Just shrug his shoulders? <laughs> his quarterback well, got hit in the head with I, his own helmet. No, but everyone else <laughs> on the field didn't behave like Pouncey who said, oh, yeah, I'm here for all of this. Pouncey brothers are always here for anything that resembles violence and kicking in the head. They're friends with Incognito, and they defended Aaron Hernandez. Clutch our rosary beads on the behavior of Miles Garrett. I know we've been talking about the fight all day long, and TV's been showing it over and over and over again, but I like it. I like fights, as long as no one seriously gets hurt. And I think last night no one seriously got hurt, at least physically, maybe emotionally or mentally. Watched a lot of fights. They're fun to watch as long as no one seriously gets hurt. And I've been in some fights. I know, I'm 5'10", 130 pounds, but I've been in some fights, and it's fun as long as no one seriously gets hurt. Now, you might say, I'm going to hurt that guy. No, no, you don't want to hurt the other person too much because then there's lawsuits. There's all types of craziness. So fights are fun as long as no one seriously gets hurt. And that is the moral of the story today, children. I don't know why I'm preaching this to you. I'm probably the last person that should be preaching it, but I guess I'm just throwing in my two cents. Speaking of throwing in two cents, got two guys in the afternoons right here on 560 The Joe, Hawkman and Crowder, that are always kind of talking sports, but definitely having fun we're gonna have some fun with them they're gonna get into the fight a little bit but they're also gonna say set your ass down it's next on the best of the joe show getting low and high on the best of the joe show running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours i am a dan day and if you missed stepping into the day spa earlier ah 
kind of get a recap on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. Getting a recap is what we do right here on the Best of the Joe Show, weekdays from 6 to 7. Haven't heard from the Hawk and Crowder Show yet. They're always doing it big, 3 to 6, weekdays right here on 560 The Joe. Just about an hour ago, we had a dance party during their show. And also ran those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers, which we'll get into in just a little while. But right now, want to get into Hawkman and Crowder talking about the fight not being the end of football as we know it. Mason Rudolph, he's not a victim here. Set your ass down. And the total tally of the replay of the fight. Sorry we uh, took a little long getting on the air here. I was hitting Crowder over the head with my headphones. Might as well kick me in the, in the crotch. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that nowadays. Fridays are fun on this program. Today will be no different. It's a football Friday. I will say this. Obviously, we all want to hear what Crowder has to say about last night's incident in uh, the Thursday night football game. But I will say this. I am not treating today's show the way that I saw it treated on ESPN, Get Up and First Take, and then even SportsCenter, where this was treated assassination with the seriousness and the amount of coverage like understood like it was like it was like it it, it it wasn't a great moment for the NFL but my god it was not the end of sport as we know it I'm I yeah. honestly I was there's things that go on in the world and I'll come on here and I don't feel like doing the typical show um and you get the serious tone in your voice or whatever Hey, man, leave my pencils alone. Was that a pencil box? That's what it sounded like. I have a bunch of items. I have color pencils. You have a pencil box? I have a pink, a yellow highlighter, a blue and pink pen. I got an underlined thing. You got a pencil box. Hey, man, I'm organized. Dude's got a pencil box. (laughs) This guy's going to tell you how to be hard, but he's got a pencil box (laughs) in in his backpack. In the third grade? (laughs) He's got a pencil box. It's called responsibility, fellas. (laughs) Talk to you one day about it. But anyway, I, I, I just, I was a little aghast at the way ESPN covered this like my god it was a fight and I understand there was a foreign object in the fight but it wasn't like a professional wrestling uh, thing where he pulled a hammer out of his pocket and it wasn't you know T.O. he didn't pull a sharpie out and poke someone in the eye with it it was a football (laughs) helmet and I'm not telling you that I I I approve of it I actually think this is my uh, here's my my take Miles Garrett set your ass down (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm good with him being suspended for the rest of the season. Criminal charges, in my mind, is one of the silliest things I've ever heard. I thought Marquise Pouncey was fine. I didn't, I I think, you know, he got suspended three games. My guess is that gets lowered to one or two. I bet he appeals it and it gets lowered. And then I watched a bunch of people this morning. Damian Woody was on Get Up this morning. He said immediately, that's criminal. And he was pissed. Damian Woody was pissed. He was locked. In. He wouldn't even smile. I I watched John Vilma. He uh John did a good job. He said suspend Miles Garrett for double digit games. Yeah, I'm he down said with suspend that. him for double digit games. Um and then he said the dude that ran up behind Mason Rudolph, forget how to pronounce his name. Like an old Yeah. Yeah. 
an, an uh, Okeechobee. Yeah. Okeechobee. John Vilma refused to call him by his name, would only call him the coward. Yeah. And he kept referring to him as the coward. And that, I mean, Mason Rudolph's just standing there without a helmet on, yeah, and he's Mason yeah. Rudolph. And so you're going to go and give him a little forearm shiver in the back when he's not looking. I mean, what are you doing? And then sand over him. And then when the big linemen run up, now you back up. Right. No, bro, like, you 300. Go yeah. fight 300. Yeah. Don't so, hit Mason Rudolph. There's that. I off his damn cotton anyway, attacking people's crotches. I do believe that Mason Rudolph should be suspended at least a game. He, yes. he really tried to pull off Miles Garrett's helmet. I mean, it started was, everything. Yeah, I mean that that was he was unhappy with the way that he was hit, but I think he was really unhappy with his performance last night, which I was unhappy with his performance because we had money on him. That's what thing was. You know what? You know what he should have done. He should have kicked and punched all his linemen in the crotch. <laughs> For letting Miles right. Garrett give him hell for four quarters. He got sacked two times before that. In that same series now. He had no time. I mean, he had no time last night. Yeah. I'm Ooh. not defending his performance, by the way, because he's terrible. But he, yeah, he was angry. By the time it happened, he was angry at his offensive lineman. He was angry at he was angry at everything that had transpired. He got embarrassed on national TV. Yes, like, but he started it with trying to snatch off Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett's helmet. No, Miles Garrett grabbed his helmet because you're grabbing my helmet. Then he jams his cleated foot into Miles Garrett's crotch. And then this is what really made me upset with um with Mason Rudolph. DeCastro pulled Miles Garrett. 10 yards away from Mason Rudolph. The fight's over. It's done. You're holding the helmet. It's done. Mason Rudolph runs back up and then tries to punch him in his penis again. My, you know what? I I really honestly wish. I wish Miles Garrett dropped that helmet and hit Mason Rudolph with a left and knocked all his teeth out of his mouth. And I will see what happened now because Miles Garrett started the fight, perpetuated the fight, continued the fight. Mason Rudolph. I mean, mean, Mason Rudolph. He started it, perpetuated it, continued it, and then he got the worst end of it, and people are acting like he's a victim. Mason Rudolph is not a victim. I tweeted today, and people were—they were. I was going back and forth on Twitter, reading all that crap. Mason Rudolph is not a victim. He was the problem. You know what? It got to me from college because a couple times I got arrested in college. The frat boys would start a fight, and Mason reminded me of the frat boy. Because you think Mason Rudolph would run up on Miles Garrett in in the normal world? I don't think there's many humans that would run up on Miles Garrett in the normal world. But now you have all these people around you. You got all these all these guys are going to protect you like a Marquise Pouncey, and you run up and you want to continue fight with Miles Garrett, and then you get your ass knocked out and now you want to throw your hands up and look for the police and i'm speaking of the referees or the police of the field that would piss me off about my mason rudolph man you're the problem you started it you continued it you did it again you twice kicked this man in his in his goodies and now you're gonna throw your hands up like you're innocent i promise if mason rudolph doesn't get suspended this is a tragedy miles garrett should get suspended the remainder of the season indefinitely now come on guys this man is a he's a, he, he was he's 10 sacks like he's a heck of a defensive end next year he should play they spent him this year. I have no problem. And I'm not agreeing with anything Miles Garrett did. You can't hit a dude in the face with a helmet. I've told the story why I ripped a dude helmet off at practice. Now, I was going to, now, when I saw that, that, that head meet, I was going to put the two-piece in a biscuit on him. I was going to punch him in, in, in his mouth because he tried to undercut me and take my knees out at practice. That's what made me tear his helmet off. Hitting him with a helmet is what everybody said this morning. That's an unwritten rule. Don't swing a helmet at nobody. Can't do that. But if Miles Garrett would have dropped that helmet, hit him with a straight left, and knocked all the, had him whistling, had him going to the dentist like a hockey Hockey, hockey player, I would have loved it. Because why do you keep running up on this big-ass man, Mason Rudolph? Go sat your ass down, too, Mason. Sat your ass down. The hell wrong with you? Miles Garrett's released a statement. He says, last night I made a terrible mistake. I lost.
lost my cool and what I did was selfish and unacceptable. I know that we are all responsible for our actions and I can only prove my true character through my actions moving forward. I want to apologize to Mason Rudolph, my teammates, our entire organization, our fans, and to the NFL. I know I have to be accountable for what happened, learn from my mistake, and I fully intend to do so. What happened last night it was ugly. You don't want to see that in sports, obviously. You never want to see somebody use it. And, and the outcome could have been a lot worse, obviously. Yeah. We were talking about it before the show. I mean, if that ended up, like, I don't think people realize the ferocity which Miles Garrett is swinging down with that helmet. Mm-hmm. He could have caused legit legitimate head trauma because you can have head trauma when you're wearing a helmet when you get hit hard by a helmet now you're not wearing a helmet had he really fully connected there could have been some disastrous results in that and I think Miles Garrett realizes that but I think uh I think there's a lot of people at fault here the weird thing is and maybe I'm in the minority on this I didn't think it was so out of the realm of what you see on a football field The hitting of someone on the head with a foreign object, a helmet, you don't see. And that's why. But I really thought the coverage on ESPN today was over the top. I thought, I just thought it was so over the top. I I did. I I don't, maybe I'm, I have a disconnect on this, but I just thought it was over the top. What about when guys break their legs and their bone pops out of their sock and sticks into the ground? Well, again, that's part of the game. That's gruesome football stuff. Sure, no doubt. No one likes to see that. This is gruesome football. Stuff. Right. I mean, football is fights. I mean, it's essentially fights on every play and you're trying to, but generally there's what what I saw today from most of the former football players on ESPN and Nate Burleson on Good Morning Football was there is an unwritten rule in the sport. And Miles Garrett broke that unwritten rule. Like he went above and beyond in the, look, you can fight. You, can, I mean, you've been spit on on the field yeah. before. Like there's, which is above and beyond. I think most football players would tell you that that's not in the realm of the sport. I don't know if I'd rather get Mason Rudolph than spit on my face. I think spinning, getting spit on your face is probably more disrespectful. To feel that warm rump yeah. running down your I, nose I think and onto your mouth. Oh my, bro. I, I, I went crazy too. Yeah. I, blacked, which, I blacked out on that. Which is understandable. And and Nate Burleson was saying on Good Morning Football, like he got fined once for a fight and he didn't understand why until he went back and looked at the video. He said he got blacked out. Yes. Just did not remember. And that's probably what happened with Miles Garrett. Because what happened, what the way that I watched it, Miles Garrett sacked Mason Rudolph again. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph was not happy about it because there's 10 seconds left in the game. Why are you sacking me? Why aren't you, you know, so he's angry. But then Miles Garrett, some dude's trying to rip my helmet off. So what am I going to do? I'm going to try to rip your helmet off. And I'm and I'm a polar bear and you're a kitty cat. Right. And so he had more success in the ripping of the helmet off. But mm-hmm. what Miles Garrett should have done is flung that helmet away. He shouldn't have used it as a weapon and he's going to be punished for it. He's already being punished yeah. for it. But that's my wish. I wish he threw the helmet and then punched Mason Rudolph in the face after Mason came over and threw a left at his crotch. That was getting up. People were overlooking it and they were all, all people arguing me on Twitter. What are you looking at? I can send out pictures of Mason Rudolph cleaning this man's groin and then going and punching him in the groin after the Castro pulled him 10 yards away. Mason Rudolph started everything and continued everything. It's his fault. You started the fight. And this is when I get back to my fights in college. If a frat boy starts a fight and then you break his jaw, that's my fault. You antagonized me. I was chilling. I was hanging out. You ran up on me, tried to snap. 
We'll say snatch helmet. Let's try to do a, a real world thing. A guy comes up and just for no reason pulls my dreads and snatches me to the ground. So I get up and grab your head. When I grab your hair, you kick me in, 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 in the private part. Somebody pulls me away. When they're pulling me away, you run up and punch me in the private parts. And I knock you out. I'm the only one. I'm, I'm the problem at this point. You started it. You just aren't big enough and tough enough to finish it. And that's what Miles Garrett did. He finished, he finished the fight that Mason Rudolph wanted to be in and continued to be in. And now Miles Garrett's being put in this, this, this box like he's just, is it going to follow him the rest of his career and all? That's what's upsetting me. If Mason Rudolph wasn't a coward enough to try to punch and kick this man in his, in his goodies, the fight would have never happened. If Mason Rudolph didn't grab his helmet after he sacked him on a football play and people saying it was a late hit, he was bullying him, he was beating him up, they didn't throw the flag on, on Pat, roughing the passer. There was no flag thrown on roughing the passer. I went back and looked. They threw the flag on Miles Garrett snatching his helmet off. So that hit was legal. When he grabbed him, Mason Rudolph underhanded it to the running back. Miles Garrett did not know he got rid of the ball. And as a defender, if you grab the quarterback, you continue to pull him to the ground. He didn't drive his shoulder into his chest or stomach. That's why the ref did not blow a whistle for roughing the passer. Now, Mason Rudolph gets mad because he's terrible. He threw four interceptions. He ruined the game and lost the game for his team. So now he's mad at Miles Garrett. He should have been mad at Villadam Nueva, who was getting molested the entire night by Miles Garrett. I just, I, I am not saying what Miles Garrett did was right because it's one hundred percent wrong. You do not hit a guy with him. Y'all was a lunatic. I wouldn't swing a helmet at a guy. You have to have enough self control to know not to do that on a football field. Yes, but then, but then I hear Mason Rudolph. The guy's a coward, and he wants to. You know what? I think a coward is when you get in a fight that you attack another man's penis. That's cowardly to me, Mason. Set your ass down. Set your ass down. There's a lot of set your ass downs to go around. The only thing I would say is, why was it so serious on ESPN this morning? Because what could have happened? What could have happened? That's I, what everybody's I mean, saying. What if he would have hit him with the crown of the but helmet? No, but what could have happened? I, I, I do understand that. Like, I understand that, but it didn't happen. And, and I think, you know, again, it was a fight that got heated. But that... That happens all the time. Like, mm -hmm. things happen in fights. I saw on Twitter uh, this morning somebody was tweeting out video of the old Cortland Finnegan. Is it Andre Johnson? Andre, John, Andre Work Court. I mean, that, that, you know, it was a fight that got out of control because once the fight juices start flowing, but every football player will tell you that you cannot get to that point where you're using a foreign object as a weapon, especially if you don't need to. No. That's I, the, and I 100%, let know. me the texters, y'all, I'm seeing it rolling in now, I haven't read many. I believe Miles Garrett should be suspended the remainder of the season. 2000, and, and he has been, 2020, first game of preseason, I believe Miles Garrett should be allowed back in the NFL to continue his career. Yeah, I, I you know, again, maybe I have a disconnect. I didn't think it was more egregious than that I'd have been okay with a four-game suspension, to be quite honest. Like I, I thought yeah. that that would be fair. Like you see the stuff with Vontez Perfect, where it's over and over again, seemingly trying to injure players. And I have a, a major problem with that. To me, this was a fight that got a little out of control. Mm -hmm. And Miles Garrett did something that is just verboten when it comes to being on a football field, and so he's getting punished. But man, did I think the coverage was overblown today? I'm not. I you know. You're did right. you think so, Solana? Did you think it was a little uh, over the top, or or were you down with it? Since we've started today's show, it's been what about 11, 12 minutes. I've been tallying the amount of times ESPN. We have ESPN and NFL Network on our TVs in the studio. They've shown the replay of the fight. Right now, we're at. 13 times on ESPN, 
and we're at nine times on NFL Network. Yeah, I'm just that's the only part that's a little confusing because I didn't think it was you know the malice at the palace was a thousand times worse than Way this, worse. And, and 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 was deserved uh, deserved of the coverage that it got. This one again, it was ugly. It was an ugly scene, and it could have been worse. It wasn't, but yeah, I'm just I'm I'm like a little floored by the Good Morning Football. I thought did okay this morning. They they covered it, but they also did other stuff, which is my plan for today's show. At ESPN, I was a little floored at just the tone and the tenor as to, to the way that, you know, I mean, Stephen A. Smith was in the mode of, you know, the serious breaking news and we are going to not break a smile. We are going to talk about this with the seriousness and the severity. And, and I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just, just like, I didn't like it either. Don't get me wrong. I didn't yeah. like it either. I don't want to see that again. Uh, but I, I was, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a little over the top. <laughs> because it's something you haven't seen before. Also, I think I was very angry at Mason Rudolph because I had money on the Steelers, and he was yeah. so. Bad. The whole game was terrible. Oh, the my whole God, game was it bad? Oh, you it know what? On both so sides, yeah, too. yeah. Cleveland's the whole game terrible. terrible. Yes, yeah, and by the way, bad. Pittsburgh's bad. By the way, shame on Miles Garrett because Cleveland still has a puncher's chance—no pun—in making the playoffs. It's a big victory for them. Freddie Kitchens was saying it after the game, like you got a whole, you got fifty-two guys on this roster that you know we beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh in the same season, and now this is what we have to talk about. So there's a lot of play. Okay, guys and girls, no going to the clubs this weekend and getting into fights. We'll get back into the fight in just a minute, but let's lighten it up a little bit and hear the Huckman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. You see, every Friday, I put together a delectable, digestible. Week that was from Huckman and Crowder. So if you don't listen to every second from 3 to 6 right here on 560, the Joe weekday afternoons, you can kind of catch up. Here it is. Huckman, 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 Huckman. Crowder, crowd pleasers. You want to see loco? I do a great turkey impersonation, by the way. Huckman highlights. Damn, set your ass down and shut up. Get some Dorito. Crowder caliente. Hey, Channing. What are you doing? How you doing? Oh, man, we're done with this. Can you let name. me be sexy for this a moment? This is nasty. You let me be sexy. Close your eyes. Hey, CC. Uh, How you doing? I'm not okay. White side got two. Now that made my week. Solana got stuck with the Omega moves. <laughs> <laughs> highlight. Hey, hey, turkey. Me encanta ese highlight. What's your favorite method to get rid of the hiccups? Cocaine. <gasps> Ay, 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 ¿qué es eso? Set your ass down and shut up. Ooh, qué rico. Come on, abuela. Come on, abuela. Rita's work in the Sun Sentinel. Sun Sentinel, Sun Sentinel, Sun Sentinel, Sun Sentinel. Hot, hot man highlight. Every heat game forevermore comes to you live at Dwayne Wade's house. Ooh, highlight. Hey, hey, turkeys. I'm, I'm pleased. Okay. <gasps> Set your ass down and shut up. If you want to hear that again, you can download it wherever you get your podcast, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. You can also download the podcast for this show or any of the shows on the radio station. Okay, back into the fight. This is the only fighting we're going to be doing this weekend. We're going to be living vicariously through the one that happened last night because I don't want anybody going to the clubs and taking out any aggression. Here's how it sounded on the radio. He runs up the field and gets out of bounds, but that is not a first down pickup, and it's far oh, short. Oh, of it. we got reaction. Uh oh, we got flags. Oh, base it. Oh, 
And the Steelers, uh-oh, we got a kick in the end zone by a Steeler. And Look I think out. the kick to the head. He hit him with a, he tried to he hit tried him with a helmet. Yeah. He tried to hit, hit Mason yeah. with the helmet. Well, yeah. Well, this just sets the stage for the rematch. The rematch. Yeah, it does. Ooh, that's going to be a dirty one. But let's hear right now from what Miles Garrett had to say about the fight. It's going to come back to, to hurt our team. You know, the guys who, who jumped in the scrum, you know, I appreciate you know, my team having my back, but it just never got to that point. That's on me. Equal time here on Best of the Joe Shear. Here's Mason Rudolph's take. You know, he had some words and kept kind of kept uh, kept wanting to kept on keeping on. And uh, one thing led to another. So, but you, you can watch the tape, go back and check it out and make your own assumptions. So. so we've heard from the two sides that kind of initiated the fight. Now let's hear what O.J. Simpson had to say. Why O.J. Simpson? Because he's O.J. Simpson. Look, all I know is this. The minute Mason went after the man's helmet with his foot in his groin, it's on. I'm hearing all these announcers saying uh, that Garrett should be suspended. Maybe he should. But when a guy's trying to get your helmet off your head, and that's where it started, why, with his foot in your groin, it's on. I'm just saying. Take care. I hate to say it, but this sounds weird. I kind of agree with O.J. Simpson. Ooh, never thought I was going to be saying that today. Okay, well, we still have to hear from Mike Tomlin, the coach of the Steelers. I'll keep my thoughts to myself. You guys saw what happened at the end. You have no comment about it? That's exactly what I said. I got no comment. Have you ever seen anything like that at the end of a game? No more questions regarding that because I'm saying nothing. Would you expect anything different from Mike Tomlin like that? Everybody's taking sides, Mike Tomlin. I got nothing to say. So you're saying no comment? Did I not just say no comment? That's why Mike Tomlin is one of the great ones right there. Okay, once again, you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows on 560 The Joe, including those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers that you heard the week that was, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. You got any questions for me, how I feel about the fight, which I kind of already said, even though I didn't really say too much other than fights are fun as long as no one seriously gets hurt. Hit me up on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. Going to be taking the weekend off. At least when it comes to the best of the Joe Show, we will be back running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours, this coming Monday, and pretty much every weekday from 6 to 7, right here on 560 The Joe. Have a great weekend. No fights in the clubs. And we'll be ready for you Monday with another edition of the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.